The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. The greatest war on our planet is not political, it is not philosophical, it is not even military. The greatest war going on is a spiritual war. We are living in the midst of a great conflict. It's an age-old conflict from the very beginning of time when Satan rose up and uh, raised an army to rebel against the true and living God. Uh, that fight has continued to rage. We're living in the midst of a conflict that is much bigger than ourselves. And when you come to Psalm 83, you find a description of this spiritual war that we are in. Uh, this is the last of the Psalms known as the Psalm of Asaph. And uh, most people believe that this particular Psalm uh, fits in Jeremiah chapter 39, uh, when the children of Israel are being overtaken uh, the final invasion and carried away captive. And so the psalmist is praying. He's praying out of a desperate heart and desperate conditions. And he begins in verse 1 by saying, Keep not thou silence, O God. Hold not thy peace and be not still, O God. The idea here is that the Lord was allowing this to happen. God had allowed the enemy to come in like a flood. And so he's crying out that the Lord will speak, that the Lord will work. May I just remind you that our God is always at work, that even when he is silent, he is not still. He is in motion. He is moving. He is working. And we can be still in our souls no matter what's going on around us because we know that he is not still. He is working in us and for us and through us. And then beginning in verse number 2, he describes... Uh, the warfare, the battle itself. He says, For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Now, do you hear this, this hatred, uh, this tumult? Sounds like the world we're living in, doesn't it? Uh, rioting and and arguing and fighting on every hand. And everywhere you look, it seems that people are speaking against God, against spiritual truth, against uh, the Bible, against what is right. They're not just our enemies. They're the enemies of God. Uh, they are propelled forward by hatred. Remember, the name Satan literally means adversary. He is God's adversary. And so, if he hates God, don't be shocked. If he hates those who follow God, those who profess to know God, those who try to help others come to know God. I love the little nugget of truth found in verse number 3. It says that they've consulted against thy hidden ones. Oh, do you see the, the light in the midst of the darkness? Yes, they're fighting. Yes, they're consulting against us. Uh, but we are a part of the Lord's hidden ones. We, as New Testament believers, have been hidden by God in Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, that's a safe place to live. Abiding in the Lord, hiding in the Lord, hidden in Christ. And the Bible says in verse number 4, 
uh, that their goal was to destroy Israel as a nation. Now, we understand uh, that we are not Israel. The church is not the same as Israel. And yet, uh, the great objective of the enemy is the same. The enemy wanted to wipe out Israel uh, so as to grieve the heart of God, the God of Israel. And the enemy wants to destroy the work of the Lord today, not because we are that important, but because we are that important to God. Satan, that old serpent, from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden has always been striking, not just at man, but at God. And the reason he hates man so much is because God loves us so much. So, from verse 2 through verse number 4, he describes the battle itself. Then, beginning in verse number 5, he describes the enemy. He says, For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. There's a confederacy. There's an uprising. And by the way, Satan is the leader of that confederacy. And then beginning in verse number 6, he gives a list of ten nations. Now, all of these have historical uh, consequence. You can go back in the historical books and read about each of these nations coming against Israel. Listen to the list. The tabernacles of Edom, that's the descendants of Esau, and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagarenes, Gebel and Ammon and Amalek, the Philistines with the inhabitants of Tyre. Asher also is joined with them. They have hope on the children of Lot, Selah. So he gives this, this list. Why would he give such a detailed list of the enemies? Well, each one of these would have reminded Israel of a particular battle, a particular attack. And here's the glorious message. It doesn't matter uh, where the attack comes from. It doesn't matter what face uh, or what arsenal the enemy happens to use. The reality is God is greater than all. As a matter of fact, he goes all the way back to the children of Lot. You know, sometimes we think we're fighting things that are new enemies and new attacks and new fights, but most enemies are just extensions of the same old enemies. They may take a different form, but they're the same old enemy. Behind it all, the devil is doing all he can to oppose the work of God. The Bible says in verse number 9, Do unto them as unto the Midianites, as to Sisera, as to Jabin, at the brook of Kison, which perished at Endor. They became as dung for the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb, yea, all their princes as Zeba and as Zalmunna, who said, Let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. Again, he's going back and he's pulling all of these great battles out of history. And he's saying, look, God delivered you then. God will deliver you now. God was greater than those enemies. God is greater than the enemies we're dealing with today. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, in the beginning of the psalm, he deals with the battle. In the middle of the psalm, he deals with the enemies. But at the end of the psalm, he deals with the victor. Listen to verse 13. Oh my God, make them like a wheel as the stubble before the wind, as the fire burneth the wood, and as the flame setteth the mountains on fire, so persecute them with thy tempest, and make them afraid with thy storm. Can I remind you that God can do what the weapons of war cannot do? I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul's writing under inspiration of the Holy Spirit when he said, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. You see, our arsenal, our weapons, our ability is not our resolve. It is not our ingenuity or ideas. Oh, no, friend. It is the power of Almighty God. He alone is the victor. 
When Jesus Christ came out of the grave, he conquered the devil. Satan's already a defeated foe, and he knows it, by the way. He's going to fight to the bitter end, but he knows the battle's already been won. Listen to the end of Psalm 83. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish that men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the earth. Twice in the closing verses, he refers to God's name. Do you know what the devil's great objective is? He wants to take glory from God's name. He wants to rob the Lord of the worship due to his name. But in the end, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'm glad to report to you today that not only are you in a battle and not only do you have enemies, but friend, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you have a victor living inside of you. The Lord Jesus Christ is worthy of worship and praise today because he's already conquered and he makes us more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. I don't know what battle you're facing today, but I know this, God is greater. Trust him and you'll live in the victory. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.